Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're a 415 You're all about your San Francisco 49ers. And this is where you need to be for news, analysis, and, and, and more. And more. Welcome to the 415 hosted by Evan Gidding and Mark Grandy. What's going on, everyone? Welcome into another edition of the 415ers podcast. As always, on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network, please download, rate, subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts from. Got a lot of good content coming up for you today concerning 49ers OTAs. We heard from Shanahan. We heard from Brock Purdy. We heard from Trey Lance. We heard from Sam Darnold. We heard from just about everyone we've been looking to hear from for a long time in the same room. Before we dig into it, Mark Randy. Evan Giddings, as always. Mark, my man, how are you? I'm doing well. Yeah, it's exciting times. We got to see uh, Sam Darnold at a podium for a first time as a member of the 49ers. The uh, ginger. We got to, the ginger. Uh, we got to hear from Brock Purdy, who is not out there, you know, practicing. He's not working at OTAs in any physical way. Uh, but you got to hear from him, which kind of surprised me. Generally, the 49ers don't make uh, injured players available to the media. Um, so that was a pleasant surprise, at least for me personally. Um, we got to hear a lot from Trey Lance, and he was saying the the right things as always. We'll get to that. Um, and and then, you know, of course, Kyle Shanahan, who we knew was going to talk, um, he said some very Kyle Shanahan things. So we'll break it all down. But yeah, exciting times. I'm doing well. How are you, Evan? I'm good. I'm good. The only thing that disgruntles me a little bit about this week is with our day job at 95.7, neither of us are able to actually get down to OTAs. Yeah. I would love the opportunity to go watch practice. Of course, Trey Lance featured his new throwing motion a little bit from all the videos that have been circulating and appreciate all those who are posting videos and allowing us to kind of get a glimpse um, <laughs> along with, of course, all the fans down that there that are posting on their socials. Uh, so it's an exciting time. I mean, there's there's a lot of there, this might be, I don't know, like the most certainly uncertain kind of group I, I think I've had a chance to to cover in football just because of the question marks at the quarterback position. But Kyle Shanahan doesn't feel that way, Mark, because during his press conference, he described this QB room, including Brandon Allen, of course, in addition to the three guys <laughs> that we just talked about, uh, the most you know kind of talented I mean, he didn't want to compare it to past years, uh, but essentially saying that with two guys taken in the top five, Lance and Darnold, along with a guy who played like he was taken in the top five last year, being Brock Purdy, uh, he feels fortunate with his four. So I'll leave it to you first. What did you kind of take away from from his comments? And do you feel like this is maybe the most talent Shanahan has ever had in his QB room? 
Oh, yeah. So he said, quote, we have two guys who are talented enough to be taken in the top five of the draft. And we have another guy who played like it last year. All of that together, as 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 you posed the question, is this the most talented quarterback room Kyle Shanahan has ever had? Um, I guess it depends how you define talent. Uh, I think it's it's interesting the way Kyle Shanahan phrased it. Two guys that are talented enough to be taken in the top five of the draft and, the, and another guy who has played like it last year. What that means is only one of those three guys has ever played like a top five NFL draft pick. Um, and I don't know, you, I guess, could argue it. Did Brock Purdy even do that last year? I, I know there would be people out there that would say, no, he didn't look like a, a top five draft pick. You know, he just looked like a decent quarterback playing with a really good offense. I'm not here to, to talk about that. Um, but I, I took Kyle Shanahan's comments as, of course, he's going to be complimentary of all of his guys. Um, but there's a pretty big gap between Brock Purdy and, and the others. It, it seems to me, at least that's how I interpreted what Kyle Shanahan said. Uh, you know, Trey Lance is, is a physical specimen and he's got height on Brock Purdy. He's got strength on Brock Purdy. He can throw the ball farther. He can probably throw it much faster. Um, but you know, maybe he lacks other areas from Brock Purdy and, and that's why Purdy has had more success at this level so far. Um, and you could say the exact same thing for Sam Darnold. He's had, a, a of course, a, a much different experience in terms of actually starting games. But he is a high draft pick who hasn't had a lot of success yet, who expectations has changed a lot throughout his NFL career. And it's still a relatively young NFL career. To me, Darnold and Lance are being lumped into the same group. Fair or not, I think that's how it's working. And and Brock Purdy is uh, quite a distance ahead of those two guys. That, that was my main takeaway from what Kyle Shanahan said. There are two groups in this quarterback room. Uh, the first group is a one-person group in Brock Purdy, and then everyone else in the next group, and that includes Darnold and Lance. Yeah, and look, the 49ers, as they mentioned, are optimistic about Brock Purdy being there early in the season. We can get into whether we feel optimistic about that a little bit later on. Um, but yeah, I don't doubt that he feels like this is the most talent that he's had in a quarterback room. But there's a couple of things from it that I took away. One, talent, especially in sports, largely in football, is kind of a code word. It's a code word for we don't know what we have. Because you say someone is talented, you see the skills, but they've yet to develop a professional identity as an athlete on the field. So from there, I agree. Yes, this is the most talent that they've had because we don't know even about Brock Purdy as much. He played, you know, started five regular season games, got a few more in the postseason. He's looked the best of these three by far, even though Darnold has had the most experience. But when it comes to talent, to me, Kyle Shanahan is, yes, he's being complimentary, but it's because he doesn't have another choice. Like He, he yeah. literally has nothing physical or tangible for the majority of his quarterbacks to say, this is what they do well, and this is why I feel confident in saying that, you know, I haven't had to compare this this team to you know previous QB rooms. Like, yeah, I'll say it's better than the 2017 team that he inherited his first year when he had C.J. Beathard and you know Brian Hoyer and had to bring in Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, it's a better QB room than that. But the other issue that I have with this quarterback room, Mark, is the established hierarchy. Because right now, Brock Purdy, he would be QB1, but he is a question mark due to his injury, and we don't know how quickly he's going to be back. 
So let me just read you a couple of the best quarterback rooms hmm. that I could find from NFL history. The 49ers being one of them, late 80s into the early 90s, yeah. Joe Montana, Steve Young, Steve Bono. <laughs> the 2004 San Diego Chargers with Drew Brees, Philip Rivers, and Doug Flutie. And the 1994 Green Bay Packers with Brett Favre, Mark Brunel, and a guy named Kurt Warner who was sitting on the side. <laughs> Those are talented quarterback rooms, but there's an established hierarchy of who's at the top and what kind of player each of those quarterbacks are. Now, it, obviously, it's different because you got pedigree with the late 80s 49ers. You had promise with the early 2000s Chargers, and Brett Favre had already been semi-established in the middle 1990s for the Packers. But when I hear talent, I think that Kyle Shanahan is basically guessing on what he's got. Mm -hmm. And even if he feels confident in Brock Purdy, we still don't know how quickly he's going to be back. So at this point, you, I, I'm sure he feels like he has the most talent ever, but there's no established hierarchy. And for me, that poses a big problem going into a season that you expect to compete for a Super Bowl. Yeah, and I, I think on top of that, it's maybe it's the word choice here from Kyle Shanahan. Obviously, he wants to sell it as, as best as he possibly can. But maybe the, the better word and the more accurate word is this is the most potential Shanahan has ever had at quarterback. And you, I think that is 100% true. Uh, you know, maybe back when he was an assistant in Washington, he was, you know, running the offense when they drafted RG3 and they also had Kirk Cousins. That was a, a, a decent quarterback room in terms of potential because those were both young guys who still had a lot of room to grow. Now, of course, we know what happened with RG3 and it was a short-lived career despite the fact that he was incredible as a rookie. Um, but I think that's more fitting of this 49ers quarterback room, Evan. They have the potential to together be one of the more talented quarterbacks rooms uh, that Kyle Shanahan has ever had, or just in recent memory in the NFL. I mean, if Brock Purdy continues to play like he did last year when he didn't lose a single start until he got hurt early in the NFC championship game, if he continues to be that guy, if Trey Lance finally gets a chance, whether it's with the 49ers or somewhere else, and we eventually come to the conclusion like, hey, he was worthy of a top five pick. And then if Sam Darnold kind of resurrects his career, which is probably the least likely of, of the three things to happen, at least that would be my opinion. Um, but still, if that were to happen, there's no one doubting that he has incredible arm strength. We've talked about that a lot over the last couple of weeks. If that were to happen, then, yeah, this is an incredibly talented quarterback room that the 49ers happen to have. But the more accurate word is potential. And you just aren't sure if that potential is going to be realized or not on all three cases. I mean, Brock Purdy could come out this year. Maybe he misses a week or two. Maybe he's ready week one, whatever it is. And he struggles, and and maybe he never quite regains the form that he had towards the end of the regular season last year. That is 100% possible. And maybe the 49ers just entirely struck out on Trey Lance, which it seems to be the favorite as opposed to him becoming a great player. And it, it would not be an upset at all if Sam Darnold just continues to be a career journeyman in the NFL at this point. Talent, okay, fair enough, Kyle Shannon, but you're dealing with hypotheticals here. The, the better word 
is potential. This quarterback room has the potential to be great. But guess what? On the flip side, it also has the potential to be a dumpster fire. Yeah, the the potential thing is absolutely two-sided. Let me ask you this. Do you think that the 49ers are in a better position right now at quarterback than they were at this point last year? Which would mean that Jimmy Garoppolo, we thought, would have been gone. So right now you're looking at a quarterback room with impending QB1, Trey Lance, who I think we had more confidence in at this time last year than we obviously do right now. Um, And then I think it was Nate Sudfeld. I mean, I guess you had Brock Purdy on the roster, but you obviously didn't know that he was going to be the man. So. I mean, which which quarterback room would you feel more confident in? I'm trying to put myself back into those shoes of last offseason and trying to remember just how confident I was in Trey Lance. I I remember being pretty confident. I, I was I was at least confident that he was going to be you still a are. decent. Yeah. And You're I, bullish. Eh, a little less than last year, but <laughs> I, I, I try my best. It's definitely waning, and it has at times uh, a number of times this offseason. Um I was definitely confident in him last offseason, and we know how that whole thing went. Um, But I think unequivocally, I am more confident or more bullish, as you said, in the quarterback room this year because you just have a little bit more proof from the guy that you're expected to be the starter. Brock Purdy was really good last year for, what, 10 games, 11 games, eight regular season games, and I guess really only two playoff games. He was really, really good. Um, so I, I, I think for that reason, it really has nothing to do with Trey Lance this off season and Sam Darnold this off season. I think specifically because of Brock Purdy, I'm more confident in the quarterback situation right now as I was 12 months ago. Yeah, I think I'm kind of with you, but I, I'm torn on whether I am more confident in this quarterback room because I'm more confident in this team or because I actually believe more in the quarterbacks. Uh, I was pretty high on Trey Lance last year, and I, I don't think he probably would have won every single game like Brock Purdy did, but I, I think with that roster, especially after the trade for Christian McCaffrey, I think he could have done a pretty damn good job. And yeah. you even, even look at what Jimmy Garoppolo did, and I think the three games before he got hurt, you know, he was putting – we were talking about Jimmy Garoppolo putting up career numbers yeah. and reestablishing himself as a guy that could potentially take this team to a Super Bowl or at least, you know, get back to a Super Bowl. And then that was – taken from underneath them. So I, I, I just, I wonder because the quarterbacks, just because of the, those question marks sort of get lumped in with the rest of the roster. And we're, we're both obviously very high on the 49ers. Um, but it's, it's like, all right, am I actually feeling this good about Brock Purdy? Or do I feel really good about Brock Purdy throwing to George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon, Ayuk, having Trent Williams with a backup of Elijah Mitchell and that number one defense on the other side, uh, because I can make the same case for, for Sam Darnold. And, and I also can make the same case, I think, for Trey Lance heading into this year. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, the, the confidence in uh, any individual quarterback is less about, say, individual accomplishments or a quarterback being an all-pro or competing for an MVP. Uh, the confidence I have in whoever, or or the lack of confidence I have, is just based around the question, can they help this team win games? And in reality, with the 49ers, their quarterback 
does not need to be relied on to do as much as other teams' quarterbacks. It's, it's just simply not the way that it works with the 49ers roster. So I'm with you. The confidence, and, and it was the, really the same thing last year. I mean, the team incredibly talented last year as well, but you're right with the addition of Christian McCaffrey, at least offensively, um, skill position-wise. The offensive line might be a little different question, but mm-hmm. skill possession position-wise, you're 100% right that this roster is um, more conducive to success for a quarterback. And and therefore it's easier to have confidence in that quarterback because they won't be asked uh, to, to carry as heavy of a, of a load as, as perhaps in years past or, or for other teams. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is the 415ers podcast brought to you by the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game. That is Mark Grandy. I'm Evan Giddings. Please download the Odyssey app and download, rate, subscribe to the 415ers podcast wherever you get your podcast from. Five stars are appreciated. Well, of course, the other part of uh, the news and the updates from Kyle Shanahan were about his impending, it seems, quarterback one, which is Brock Purdy. And uh, when asked about it as far as an update, uh, here's what Kyle Shanahan in only Kyle Shanahan fashion had to say about it. Only God knows, and it's all estimates, so it depends what quote people have got from me, but we're hoping for week one, and I feel pretty optimistic about that. Um, that's what we're hoping for. He'll be ready to play in week one, and usually that doesn't mean that's the day he comes back. Usually you got to come before that to make that goal, and that's kind of the goal we're hoping for, and don't have any reason to think differently. <laughs> okay, well, the, the first part, only God knows. Uh, I think that's a kid rock lyric. Now, I, I know that Kyle Shanahan, like what he named his son after Lil Wayne, and, and you know, he's a big, big fan of music. And I, I don't know, it just, it, it seems to like, I don't, I don't know, the, those, those cliches tend to like infiltrate his, his lexicon to the point where it's, it's hard what, after whatever you say to kind of not look at you with a huh and, and look, there was a lot of good stuff. What he said, he's hopeful that Brock Purdy's gonna be back for Week One, and he feels optimistic about it. And you know, they're they're kind of expecting it. It would seem as of now, uh, but only God knows is right up there with. The, I don't know if we're gonna be alive tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Quote yeah. from Kyle Shanahan. Hundred percent. The the funniest thing. I don't know if you've you've picked this up from Kyle Shanahan, but he has this really weird, like half half laugh giggle but it, it like huh. it, it like it, huh. it's extended I'll, I'll play it again it, it's right after the only god knows huh. and then he, he just i'll just play it just really quickly only god knows and that's all <laughs> and <laughs> i don't know what it is but it's, it, it's just it's just a habit he it has. feels like the kind of chortle that if you let it keep rolling it would eventually turn into the into the Kawhi leonard laugh it does like it if, does. He, if he kept it going just because it it seems so forced and so unnatural that it just i don't, I don't know if you rolled that laugh down a hill and it gained some steam it would turn into Kawhi leonard yeah no i'm 100 with you i don't think i have ever heard Kyle Shanahan bring up God when talking to the media before. 
Like he's a, he's one hundred. He is a Longhorn, Mark. A lot of God down in Texas. <laughs> I mean, he's one hundred percent like poking fun at the question, right? I mean, that's what the laugh suggests. That's what him saying. I don't know. It, it kind of seems like it to me. Obviously, they want him back, but I mean, I feel like in his mind, it's like, oh, of course, I'm. I know I'm going to be asked this. There's no way I could possibly give them the answer that they want, whether it's good or bad. We just simply don't know at this point. Hell, I'm gonna have a little bit of fun with them and get a little a little chuckle out as well. I don't know. It there's no way that he can uh, answer this question in, in in the way that the media wants. So I don't know. I feel like he's just trying to have a little bit of fun. Yeah, and by the way, Lord knows would be Meek Mill. So there, there's a slight difference <laughs> there between God knows and Lord knows. But but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, Mark. It, it does feel like Lynch and Shanahan, whether they're in lockstep for a reason or because they, they legitimately believe it, but it does appear that Brock Purdy is you know, looking like he'll be ready to go for, for week one. And I think Brock Purdy is also on the same timeline i mean there's been no setbacks so to speak but the, but the part at the end that kyle shanahan mentioned about okay we we think he's gonna be ready to go for week one but that doesn't necessarily mean that he's gonna be ready to to play it kind of sounded like and you know as far as the, the quote is concerned for for shanahan um it it did feel like he was giving himself out a, an out a little bit and, and of course he's very good at that but um, I, I did hear some hesitation on the back end as far as he'll be ready for week one, but we don't know if he'll actually be game ready for week one. Yeah, I mean, and that's kind of been the whole uh, conversation around his recovery process. There's like a bunch of different steps. You know, three months out, he can start throwing, right? And we're approaching three months now. We're about two and a half months after the surgery. Um, so theoretically he should be getting close and, and based on what the 49ers have told us, it seems like he may be ahead of the game. I know he's been throwing like with towels, not with an actual football, but, but with a towel, just trying to get the motion down and, and to work out the elbow just a little bit. Um, I don't want to speculate on, on if that means he's going to play week one or not. Um, but it does seem like at least what the 49ers are telling us is that he's a little bit ahead, but again, there's all these different, like, check marks in this recovery where it's all right he can throw with the towel now he can throw with the football but don't anyone you know rush him don't anyone touch him he's not going to be in there doing team activities at that point he'll be throwing off to the side kind of like Jimmy Garoppolo all offseason before the 49ers eventually brought him back and made him their backup quarterback He's going to be away from the team, but he can throw after three months. And then as you get closer to six months, then he's ready to go and, and ready for team activities. So my whole, my, my brain, my mind is kind of trying to make sense of how different people are saying ready. Like when they say he's ready, does that mean he's game ready and he can immediately be thrown back into the fire in an NFL game? And, you know, have 350 pound defensive linemen running at him, trying to tackle him, trying to get any part of, of, you know, their arms on Brock Purdy's arm and potentially force another elbow injury. Does is that what they mean by ready or by ready? Do they just simply mean he can start throwing a football again? Like there's there's a lot of different ways uh, I think that people are talking about this and it's just the nature of the injury and we're really not going to know until we finally see him out there, which I think is why the main reason why me, at least I'm a little hesitant 
about this whole week one thing for Brock Purdy because there's so many different, um, I don't know, levels to readiness with this injury. It seems like there's there's the ready in terms of, all right, Brock's healed. Now it's time to get back up to speed. But how long does it does it take to get up to speed and be ready for an actual football game again? That's that's why I am hesitant about this whole thing, just because I'm not sure what people are really saying when they say, yeah, he'll be ready by X date. I, d- I don't really know what that means. Yeah, and to clarify, Shanahan is saying if he'd be ready to play in week one, that usually means it usually doesn't mean that's the day he comes back. So you have to be, of course, back yeah. and ready before. And I, I know that Brock Purdy looked really good and I'm sure still has you know an elite level of knowledge when it comes to the playbook and obviously has great, great chemistry with his teammates. But there's going to be a physical ramp up that he needs to go through just to get in game shape, not not just throwing shape, but being ready to play the position. And that's physically demanding. So I, I'm kind of with you. I'm look, if he's back week one, I would feel great. But it doesn't necessarily change my outlook on the entire season, unless, of course, he misses substantial time, which is my biggest takeaway from Shanahan feeling optimistic and Brock Purdy saying that his goal is to be ready for week one. Not that he'll be ready, Pittsburgh Steelers on the road. Yeah week one of the NFL season, but that he's going to be ready shortly thereafter. And it doesn't look like he's going to be on that back end of the timeline that was, you know, potentially there for six to eight months to 10 months. We don't know. It looks like it actually is going to be very soon. And so he might miss at the most a month. Yeah. And here is Brock Purdy when asked earlier this week, if he expects to be ready for week one. Yeah. I mean, I think for sure, like my, I feel good. Arm is feeling good to say I'm going to be ready by this time or this time. I just, you know, we're not trying to label any kind of timeline like that for sure though. Like that's a, that's a goal, right? You want to be ready for, you know, the season and um, if that's the case, great. But like I said, we're just staying one day at a time and don't want to say anything that we regret down the road or whatever. All right, good answer there from from Brock Purdy. I mean, what under he also promise? Missing God a couple times. <laughs> under promise, over deliver uh, is is what Brock Purdy is trying to do there. They're not going to say that. Yeah, he'll be ready for Week One, and then when invariably he's not, then all of a sudden the 49ers have some chaos on their hands. Um, I will say, uh, despite my hesitation to, to to think or to say that he'll play Week One in Pittsburgh. It is, I think, in general, good news the way they're talking about this, Evan, because it it doesn't seem like up to this point there's been any complication with the surgery. And I know we're we're what more than two months out now. It's kind of a ways out to be, you know, thinking about if something happened bad with the surgery, but there also hasn't been any setback, and they're still talking about how week one is a goal. And you and I remember when the surgery was delayed. Uh, we were both ready to say, well, unless he's superhuman and recovers at an incredible pace, week one seems highly unlikely. So the fact that at this point, they're still talking about week one as even a possibility. And Kyle Shanahan said earlier this month, he's hoping to have him back by training camp. The fact that they're even comfortable saying that as a goal, I think is good news, Evan. Now, it doesn't mean he's going to be back for week one, but say say that they were still... they. The most likely outcome was Trey Lance or Brock Purdy, excuse me, first game week four. He misses the first three weeks, and that was in their mind as the most likely outcome. They would not be coming out here saying, yeah, we hope the goal, the plan, whatever, 
is week one. It might not be week one, but the fact they're even referencing week one as a potential time that he returns, I think is good news and signals that at the most, perhaps he misses one or two games. This is the 415ers podcast brought to you by the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network, 95.7 The Game. That's Mark Grandy. I'm Evan Giddings. We're coming at you twice a week here in the offseason as the 49ers begin their OTAs and get officially moving towards the beginning of the NFL season. Please download the Odyssey app. Check us out there as well as wherever you download your podcast from. Uh, of course, the last part of this, Mark, is Trey Lance. And I know Sam Darnold also spoke, but Trey Lance, I, I thought, was probably the person that everyone wanted to hear from the most. And that includes Kyle Shanahan. That includes the injured quarterback, Brock Purdy. Everyone wanted a chance to talk to Lance about his chance to compete with the 49ers for that quarterback spot. And um, I mean, he was, he was exactly the same as he's always been. And he's a, it's a big reason why I I'm rooting and pulling for the guy. But um, one thing that he was asked Mark was about, if at any point with all the circulation of rumors and trades involving his name, did he ever want out? And uh, here's what he had to say about that. No, no, not at all. I knew where I wanted to be. Even going back, like I said last year, I just want an opportunity to compete for me. I love it here. I love the coaching staff. I love working with Greasy and Clay and, and now Clint as well. Um, love the quarterback room. Love the guys in the locker room. No doubt for me. This is This is absolutely where I want to be. Oh, you heard the man. No doubt. No doubt it wants to be in Santa Clara with the 49ers, but Marky also wants an opportunity. And that is where we meet the crossroads and another rap lyric, Bone Thugs and Harmony. But <laughs> when you hear that from Trey Lance, kind of where, where does your, your mind go? Uh, my first thought is, he's a better man than I. Because if, if I had to put up with everything the Niners have put him through, And again, a lot of this is just football. It's it's the way things go. It's not like the Niners are actively trying to hurt this guy's career. That's not what I'm trying to say. But you can understand. I think any person can understand how frustrating these last couple years have had to be for Trey Lance, especially last year and now this offseason. And maybe he feels this way privately, and, and maybe he is frustrated, and maybe he's had conversations with his agent who have maybe had some preliminary talks with the 49ers, who knows, but everything he's putting out there publicly has just been so incredibly perfect from Trey Lance. He just never slips up in the public eye in terms of what he says. You know, he's, he was asked last year or maybe at the end of the season, or maybe it was towards the end of the season when the Niners were still alive, uh, you know, how has it been watching Brock Purdy succeed? And he's like, well, you know, that's my brother. It's been incredible watching him. He deserves everything that's coming his way. And then his media tour this offseason, and including what he said this week, is I just want a chance to compete. Not even necessarily a chance in the regular season to prove myself. He just wants a chance to compete. I mean, that that's remarkable. The major takeaway every time I hear Trey Lance talk is this dude deserves better than – what the 49ers have given him. And again, it's a business. I'm, I'm not blaming the 49ers for doing what they think is best. And if they think Brock Purdy is a better quarterback, then they should play Brock Purdy. And if he's healthy and ready to go, Trey Lance, okay, sorry, we have our guy that we're happy with. It, it makes sense from a football decision, I suppose, if that is what they truly believe. 
but I just can't shake the feeling that if I were in Trey Lance's shoes, I would be fed up. And at this point, I might want out of here, especially if this season goes by without him getting another legitimate chance. I think it also, yeah, it definitely points to the the kind of character that Trey Lance has. Uh, I think it also points to, you know, his upbringing, the people in his corner um, who may not, of course, be as happy as certainly externally as, as he appears to be with his position and where he's at in his career. But this is also the reason, Mark, why even if Trey Lance doesn't get a chance in San Francisco, he doesn't get his opportunity that he's so obviously covets. It's the reason why I think that Trey Lance is going to have a long NFL career. Now, it's not going to be in San Francisco. It might not be as a starter, but you cannot tell me that every single quarterback room couldn't use a guy like Trey Lance. And that is someone that publicly will say everything you need him to say, but that also is thoughtful and genuine and connects with whether it be the media or if he's doing community service or if he's out at a public event, seems to to touch people in a certain way that they want to root for him. And that doesn't mean he's a good football player. That doesn't mean he can throw a 50-yard pass on a dime. But it does mean that there is a part of him that is, I think, coveted, that, that, that teams will want in their locker rooms, that they will want to have a part of their organization and that I'm sure has allowed him to build a lot of already successful relationships with people in and outside of football. And that means that he's, to me, he's going to be successful. He's obviously got a great head on his shoulders. And unfortunately in San Francisco, I do not think he is going to get that opportunity that he's talking about. Because if we're hearing the optimism about Brock Purdy and week one, and that being a collision course, I, I also don't think that, they'd be feeding false information to Trey Lance about, hey, get your hopes up. Like You're going to be next up. Yeah. You bring in a different guy for Sam Darnold. Even if you beat him out, it looks like that's Brock Purdy's job whenever he returns. And so if you're Trey Lance, it's an opportunity, but it's an opportunity essentially for a showcase. And even if he does get to start, my guess is it's a couple of weeks at best. Okay, let me ask you a question. Let's say – this season goes by and Trey Lance doesn't get the extended opportunity. He gets maybe a week one start if Brock Purdy isn't ready. And, and maybe he mops up one or two other weeks if, if Brock Purdy's nursing a, a slight injury. If that's all Trey Lance gets this regular season, Evan, if you are Trey Lance, do you want out of San Francisco after this season, if that's how it plays out? Um, Not necessarily. I mean, I think it's whatever the contract that is best for him. I don't know. I mean, maybe San Francisco feels like he's a valued number two and he clearly beats out Sam Darnold this summer and moves into next summer as a chance to take over. Like, yeah, I'm sure he wants to start and he wants to be somewhere where he can play. But at that point you lose the glamor and the, the glitz of being a young potential, you know, top round pick quarterback. You're a guy in your second deal that's played four games. So I mean, maybe he wouldn't be actually highly sought after by someone outside of San Francisco. I think he would, but not in a starting capacity. So I, I honestly, I think it's really hard to answer that question because to be fair, you know, if there is some more quarterback uncertainty this year, maybe Brock Purdy is not as healthy as we thought he is. Um, Sam Darnold maybe gets a crack, doesn't show his stuff. Like there, there's so much that could happen this season that it's hard for me to say right now whether or not he'd want to still be in San Francisco even if he doesn't play. 
I get that. Uh, in, in my mind, if Trey Lance doesn't get a legitimate chance this year, and again, I'm defining that by an extended extended run of games that he starts. If he does not get that chance this year, whether it's because he wants out or the 49ers finally move on from him, I don't think he will ever get that chance with the San Francisco 49ers. Considering Brock Purdy's injury history, considering the relative unprovenness of the entire quarterback room, if that opportunity does not come for Trey Lance this season, I don't think it's ever going to come for Trey Lance with the San Francisco 49ers. And what happens then? That leaves off that leaves you a couple of options. He leaves and goes somewhere else and becomes good. Okay, that's option one. Or he leaves, goes somewhere else, and doesn't ever prove to be a, a decent quarterback in the NFL. Both of those outcomes are just terrible for the 49ers. They're so convinced. Let's, let's say he, they don't give him the chance. They're so convinced that he's so bad just from what they've seen in practice that they're never going to even let him play and and let and, and see what he can do with a string of regular season starts. And if they're right about that, if they're right that he's bad and he's not going to be good, why the hell did they draft him? If they can see that now after really nothing in terms of regular season games that you can really truly fully believe in, why the hell did they draft him? And if they were wrong and they give up on him without giving him a chance and he goes somewhere else and proves to be a decent, at least decent NFL quarterback, why the hell didn't they give him a chance and try to develop him in actual regular season games? I don't know. And I know Purdy can kind of cover this up, Evan. If he just goes out there and plays well, the 49ers can at least fall back on the well, at least we have a good quarterback, but it does not hide from the fact that if they don't just see what the hell they have with Trey Lance, the whole Trey Lance experiment, just a complete and disastrous failure for the 49ers. So I I just think no matter the situation, no matter the circumstance, unless Brock Purdy comes out and is playing at an MVP level this year, you just have to see what you have with Trey Lance. I don't see any way around it. I think the 49ers must must give Trey Lance an opportunity this year. I hope they do for his sake, uh, but it ain't looking that way, brother. At least nope. by your definition of the extended chance. I, I think he'll you. get a I think he'll get a chance. Um I would personally hope that he could start over Sam Darnold to begin the year if Brock Purdy's not ready to go. But there's a long time between now and then and I'm sure 16 <sighs> different things will happen that'll make us flip flop uh, just like just like fish. Okay, so that'll wrap up this episode of the Four One Fivers podcast. We'll be coming at you next Tuesday, of course, as always, twice a week here on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with ninety five seven. The game. Please download the Odyssey app. Check out all the great podcasts that they have to offer. Please download, rate, and subscribe to this one, the Four One Fivers. That is Mark Granny. I'm Evan Giddings. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll talk to you next Tuesday.